Hey everyone, I'm Joanna, yoga and meditation teacher, Reiki master, sound healing practitioner, and sacred cacao facilitator. You're listening to the Vibrational Shift podcast, dedicated to people looking to reconnect with themselves. Together, we'll explore different energy healing modalities, meditations, breath work, sound healing, and so much more. Are you ready to experience a vibrational shift with me? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Vibrational Shift. Can you believe they're already getting close to the end of season two? I know that I can't believe it. I want to thank all of the guests that have joined me so far, and a special thank you to all of you for joining me for each and every episode. I have a couple of solo episodes coming up where I'll be including more sound baths, I promise. And I actually have a couple of free offerings coming up for you that I'd love to have you join me for. First up is next Sunday on August 20th with the wonderful platform of Manifest House. It's going to be a yoga nidra practice with a soothing alchemy crystal singing bowl sound bath from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just use the code SELFLOVE for free entry. That's right for free entry. And then on August 27th, come celebrate with me on zoom. I'm going to be celebrating the launch of my sacred self-love course, which will happen in just a few weeks on this free community gathering. I'm going to lead you all through a beautiful self-love yoga nidra practice, and then shower you all in a beautiful, relaxing tones for a delicious sound bath. At the end, I'm going to share with you guys the details of the Sacred Self-Love course, including a special early bird rate and a ritual bundle that only the first five people to register will get. So don't miss out. All of the links are in the episode's notes. This week, I have co-owner of Clarksburg Yoga, Ariana Camprod. We chat about motherhood and balance, and we both share a little bit about our postpartum experiences. If you are postpartum currently and are experiencing depression, anxiety, or another mood disorder and need help and support, please be sure to check out Postpartum Support Helpline at 1-800-944-4773 or online at www.postpartum.net. I hope you all are well. Please enjoy this week's episode and let me know your thoughts. Know that you can always reach out to me on IG. I'm at Luna Serenity Yoga, and I'll catch you on the other side of this episode. I am so pleased to have Ariana Camprad on with me today. She is the co-owner of Clarksburg Yoga. And she is a yogi. She started her journey back in 2009 and became a certified teacher in 2015. And she and I recently met because she is the the co-owner of Clarksburg Yoga. Um, I've taught there before in the past and more recently had the honor of being able to be a part of the one day women's retreat that Clarksburg Yoga was hosting. And then Shortly thereafter, led a women's circle with her, co-facilitated, and it was a beautiful location, so picturesque, and in a little barn where um, participants got to gather herbs, fresh herbs from the garden at the farm that we were at, and 
It was just a beautifully curated space, not just visually, but also energetically um, in terms of the people that came that got to experience a practice with us, but then just gathered in community afterwards. So I'll let you do a little bit of your own introduction, Ariana, if you want to tell the listeners about who you are and your journey. Thank you. Um, That was a really nice event to facilitate with you, by the way, the Women's Circle. Um, So so I am a yoga teacher. I've recently acquired Clarksburg Yoga in the last year with some really clear intentions on what we wanted to create. Uh, with this community. I have a business partner and we sat down before we acquired this business and said, how can we create a really wonderful space, especially for women? And so my focus lately has really been women's events, which you've so wonderfully helped us with in the last few months. And we'll continue to do a lot of those. And then I've also really been focused on offering things that have worked for myself in my own practice. And so I have a lot of anxiety. So I've been very focused on training for yoga for anxiety and offering things like that. So that's really my focus right now. I'm also a mom. So constantly balancing and bringing uh, that dynamic into my practice is so important and connecting with other women that are kind of in the same life phase. So that's what, that's what I've been doing. And and really trying to just continue to offer that, grow my own practice and grow my offerings in the coming years. I'm excited to do it. So thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Your little ones are, I think, pretty close in age to mine, right? So my my two daughters are eight and two, well, about to be three. Yeah. Um, so we're definitely in very similar phase of yeah. motherhood. We're in it, right? We're like in the trenches. Yeah, yeah, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old that test me every single day. <laughs> but I yeah, so, so hearing you say the balance piece is a big one because it, it like you said, we're in the trenches. We're in yeah. a phase of motherhood where they need a lot of us. And especially with you being an entrepreneur and having this new business, I'm sure the balance piece is probably a big one for you in your life right now. It is. It's, it's interesting because I... I I have this business. I don't do any other work aside from this business right now. I used to work full time until my first, my daughter was two. And I used to constantly feel that um, guilt anytime I was away from her until I eventually was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to focus hundred percent on having my kids. But then you do that and you realize that you kind of do need a little bit more. You need more for yourself. And so it's been an interesting it's been interesting over the last year while I've been taking on this business to feel that guilt, but then to say, I actually really do need this. I need something beyond motherhood. I need something to come into myself with. And so that's been helpful to justify the balance to, to say like, Oh, I'm going to leave, or I'm going to go on a retreat because it's going to make me better instead of me burning out at home. Um, And so that, but that's hard. That's like, I I go through different phases where I'm like, oh, I I can't be working right now or, or no, I'm totally burnt out at home. I have to be working. So it's, it's like the constant battle. There's like no winning, right. As a mom, but, um, but yeah, so working on the balance every single day and trying to make it work. Yes. The, the guilt piece is a big one, right. But then one thing that I feel like in the last 
eight years of motherhood that I've struggled with has always been the guilt, right? Of like you, exactly like you were saying of being away and working or doing things for yourself to kind of replenish yourself because you know that you can't pour from an empty cup, but you also need those things that are going to give you an identity beyond motherhood. And I think that's a really important piece for new mothers, people that have just started their Mm -hmm. motherhood journey, because it is, it, it can be really easy to kind of lose yourself in that, but then also struggle with the guilt of like, but I'm not with them right now. Or like you said, I'm going to go do a retreat or I'm going to go take a class or like all the things that, you know, you want to do to try and replenish yourself can sometimes be almost, or at least for me, I'll speak for myself, can sometimes feel overwhelming of like, am I being selfish? Is the And then that guilt that comes in and a lot of the work that I've done in the last year and a half has really been reframing that piece of selfishness of Mm -hmm. knowing that taking care of myself is not selfish. It is the best thing I can do, not only for me, but for the people around me, because then I have the energy. I have the joy, right. To be able to like pour that back out. Yeah. It's also great modeling, right? Like my daughter's five, so she can kind of see now like what I'm doing. And I don't want her to see me being a martyr, like just giving everything to them and nothing for myself. I do want her to see me going and doing things and doing things I love. And so that helps to justify it too. It's all, it's all very complex and important. I know we're talking about like life shifts. And I think that's like one of the biggest ones when you have kids coming into your new self as a mother, while also trying to reclaim a little bit of your old self um, and trying to find a balance that works. And it's like almost impossible, but important. It's like a struggle that we do daily. And it just is a constant struggle and you just, you figure it out. Um, But it's also, I mean, it's also just like a really beautiful time of life to be able to have someone that really relies on you and loves you so unconditionally. And I'm always told that like, they're going to get older and that's not going to be the case anymore. Um, that you're not going to be their favorite person in the whole world anymore. And uh, <laughs> you're going to want to go back. So it's, it is, it's a, like a really beautiful time of life. Yeah. Well, you started to already get into the topic that we were going to chat about today, Mm -hmm. which is the vibrational shift is all around when we are going through changes in our life. How do we even realize that we need a change? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? Like, how did you, um, as you think about and reflect on your own life, you know, you started to allude to motherhood, but if there have been other times in your life when you were like, something needs to change because I can't go on like this. How did you know, like, what was it and how did you know? I think I always start to understand that I need change when I feel out of control. Um, And there have been like several times throughout life. I mean, I can, I'm sure like in my adolescence and my childhood, there was, that was probably like all the time. I can't even like remember back then, but I do remember having like um, a pretty significant shift in my mid twenties that I think was really a little bit of like time to shift into being a grown up, like time to stop being crazy. And, um, and I had, I was like around 25 and I had just like quit my job so I could travel for like months. And then I came home to like basically nothing, like no money, no job living in my parents' basement again. It was like a very sobering moment of this 
um, life without accountability or like, uh, I was really kind of just living, like flying by the seat of my pants that like, that wasn't sustainable. And I did, I, in that moment, like really had a shift where I had to like come into myself and say like, who am I, what am I doing? Um, I do need some sort of stability in my life. I wasn't able to give myself that when I was younger. And I, and it was in that moment that I started to do yoga. That was like the moment that I was like, I need to do something. Um, and I had just gotten like a freelance job to do work for an active work company. And I was like, okay, well, I should do yoga because I'm like making yoga clothes. And that was, that was like a very pivotal moment in my life where I realized like that was going to, that was going to ground me. That was going to get me through, um, this like very, I was just very, my area, my energy was very airy. There was like nothing grounding to me, but yoga did do that. And I was able to kind of just like grow up that I felt like over the course of like two years, I was able to like ground myself enough to grow up. And I think that was like my big shift. Um, then and then I didn't really experience that again until motherhood and in both of those experiences I just felt so out of control like I couldn't I I didn't have control of my life I didn't have control of my emotions my anxiety was like at its peak in both of those experiences and so that's kind of how I always know I'm like really on a, on on an emotional roller coaster and because my energy is very typically airy um like in Ayurveda I like, I don't know if you, if you subscribe to Ayurveda, but I like love it. Um, and I always have this Vata energy, um, which is that airy energy. And I need to like really do a lot of work to ground myself to really get back to find that balance. And so, um, so yeah, those have been the two times. And for me, after I had my first baby postpartum was just like a really anxious, tumultuous time after both of my kids. And I understand now that a lot of that is your hormones. And so we have to like give ourselves grace, but a lot of it is also what we were talking about before. You're kind of adjusting to a new identity and you're adjusting to new priorities and you're more, you, I think this sounds really negative, but in some, in some ways, a lot of us, when we're anxious postpartum, we're, we're mourning a bit of our independence, a bit of our previous life. We kind of have to like move past that and um, reconcile now more of the limitations that we have with children. And then once you do that, it's great. Once you do that and you're, you've kind of like come into that next phase, I feel like it's a really good experience, but that is like a significant shift. And so, but both times I've really um, come back to yoga. I think that's been really helpful for me. It, like a very, um, kind of steady, slow grounding style of yoga is what's always, if it's consistent, helped me quite a bit. So I think those have been my two shifts for sure. I'm sure I'll have another one like in a decade. Yeah. And you mentioned the postpartum period. I think with both of mine, I also had pretty bad anxiety, mm -hmm. um, postpartum anxiety. The first very different than the second, um, for me, because uh, like our children are born around the same time. Um, mine was in 20, the end of 2020 yep. and I had been having terrible anxiety because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And within that first month, my worst nightmare had come true. Like my main support system, my mom, my sister, 
that whole side of my family, they all caught COVID within, um, I want to say it was November of 2020. And I was stuck at home with just me, my daughters and my husband. And I remember that Thanksgiving was miserable for me. We did it over zoom with my family and I don't even remember. I think I like did a whole foods Thanksgiving (laughs) and it was terrible. The turkey was dry. The food was horrible because I didn't want to like, it was, I remember just sitting there at the table and I wanted to cry. I was like, I was like, I don't have anything to be thankful for. And I, I remember for me, it like slapped me across the face. I was like, I can't believe I just said that I have my husband. I have my, my two healthy daughters in front of me, my family that's recuperating luckily without any sort of, you know, they had their symptoms. They were symptomatic for a little while and then they were on the upswing, Mm -hmm. but that anxiety piece, you know, for me, what I came back to, I, I remember I kept beating myself up. And I love that you mentioned that you had that yoga is one of the things that you came back to. I was in this place of um I had all the tools and I kept telling myself, why do I have these tools if I can't even use them? I was trying mm-hmm. to like therapy myself out of it, you yeah. know, with yoga, meditation, breath work, sound healing. And I kept telling myself, I was like, none of this is working for me in this moment. And I was, I remember thinking to myself, like, I like went on this wheel of like, I should be able to do this on my own. I need to like figure this out. And so the reason I always ask people like, what were the tools that you had or what was it that you were leaning on? Number one, out of curiosity and to see if maybe it is a tool that could be helpful, not just for me, but for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just thinking about, that time in my life where I was, I was open to trying almost anything at that point to kind of help me get through the days. And honestly, I, I think I, I mentioned this in another episode and if I didn't, I'll say it now is I knew that I needed, I needed to work with a mental health therapist, but I couldn't get access to one. Cause it was like the height of COVID and the wait lists were forever. So I had to kind of sit in that for a while and, um, having yoga did, did help. I wasn't doing that much movement because I was still about a month postpartum. So I was doing like light things here and there. Um, but I think movement is one of those things that can really help us get back into our own bodies and out of our mind, you know, when we're on that hamster wheel of like all the thoughts of everything, right. When you, when you said the slow grounding practice, like I felt that in my body. It's like when you I practice sometimes with my eyes closed, actually a lot of the time <laughs> with my eyes closed so that I can feel my body. Yeah. Yeah. And- I think the crazy part about new motherhood or really postpartum at all, even if it's your fifth or 10th child, um, the hardest part is that you have to, It's it feels like an almost impossible task to take care of yourself. It's like your, your body is being used in most cases being used to feed another child and you're exhausted and you're recovering and to take time for yourself feels absolutely daunting. And so when you can get over that hump, I feel like things start to feel a lot better, but to get over that hump is so debilitating. And then if you layer anxiety on top of it, which I, I truly think almost all mothers have postpartum, whether we realize it or not, there's like some level of anxiety, um, and then those of us that have it really bad, it gets diagnosed because it's, it's completely debilitating. And, um, but when you have anxiety, like 
there's no perspective. Like you cannot have perspective. You're too um, manic or focused on, on something that's eating at you. And it's to like sit and actually have the perspective that you need to bring yourself back down is so impossible. And so for me before, and I saw a therapist too, um, but before I could really do any of that work, you're right to just start finding consistent movement. It enabled me to start feeling like I was taking care of myself a little bit more. And then the rest kind of starts to follow. Um, so it's just digging yourself out of the hole, which is hard. Um, and that's, but once you do there, there is that shift and it starts to get a lot better. So I think that's something we can all kind of relate to as mothers. It's just, it's a hard, it's a beautiful and a really hard time. I want to go back to the first shift that you mentioned when you were in your mid twenties and you had just gotten back from traveling. And like you said, living by the seat of your pants, Mm -hmm. um, what were your, I know you said you started doing yoga, but were there other practices that you were also kind of starting to either learn about or that you had had previously without realizing it? but maybe now you realize that they were practices that you could lean on during that time where you were coming back and you're looking around and you said, like you said, you know, you didn't have a job, you were living with your parents and you knew that something needed to change. So I will almost say no. And I think that, and I don't know if this is how relatable this was or if this is just me, but in, you're just, or in my twenties, I was just so there was like not a lot of depth. Like I I wasn't as self-aware. Like I wasn't ready to um, explore myself. Like it's just, I felt like in my twenties, I was very much just looking for, it's like, you're just seeking out things that make you feel good. Like I just wanted to like go travel because it was fun. I wanted to go do things. I, I completely was lacking any of the tools that now keep me grounded. Um, and I, I actually do think that that's pretty common because we're just, we're just learning, right? We're still kids. And, but we feel very much like adults. Like I I remember even having this, this moment when I was 25, it was like, why haven't I figured out what life is about? Like, because I, I was like a child. And, um, and so for me, like I, it, it's just so typical that I like got into yoga because like not even to explore my own, the depth of myself, just because I was like, oh, it'll be fun to work out. And uh, I don't know, it makes sense for me to do this right now. It's trendy, you know? So it's like, um, I kind of like look back and cringe at myself a bit, but that's part of growing up. Like that's part of, I was really very much in the phase where I was learning by making mistakes, basically making mistake, mistake, mistake. Um, And then, and it's interesting then because I think about my, the perspective I had or what what I thought it was like to be now in the phase that I'm in as a mother approaching 40. Um, and I was like, I never really want, was interested in coming into that phase. And now I very much feel like I'm probably in the peak of my life. Like not only do I still have my health and I'm still able to move and I'm still, I'm, but I'm also operating with two extra decades of knowledge that I can like bring in to myself and 
now raise other humans to hopefully come into themselves. And so, um, yeah, I wish, I wish I could say that I had other coping tools. I was just floundering, but I think that, I think that that's very common. I think it's, I just wish I could go back and I wish, and I, um, and anytime I'm like talking to girls that are in that phase of their life, I'm always kind of like, it gets better. Like what, what you think is going to be like the downslide of your life when you start to have kids and start to have limitations and, and, you know, start to live for other people is actually where you're going to peak. And, it's, and, um, and something to look forward to. Like, I just think that aging up until this point, I, I could change my mind later, but up until this point has been like really wonderful because it comes with knowledge. That's like more important than anything else. So anyway, long, long story short. No, I had no other coping tools. I was not self-aware enough for it, but now I do. And, um, and I see how important it is. And so I, I like, I enjoy teaching that. I enjoy kind of teaching based on my mistakes and based on what's helped me. Um, and it is, it's better when you're older, cause you can kind of look inward and see what you need. So. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, um, the self-awareness piece is something I didn't get until this this new layer of self-awareness until I started doing yoga because yoga mm-hmm. for me was like the portal into exploring the depths of who I am and the question you mentioned of like, what is the point of life? Mm-hmm. I never really had thought about that. Like you said, until I had a steady yoga practice and it took, took me a while. Right. Cause I also started off Mine wasn't so much a place of doing it for the physical workout. It was for the stress release. Like I remember the first time I did Shavasana with my legs up against the wall, that feeling of just pure relaxation. That's what I was chasing in every class. Yes. I was moving my body on the mat, but at the end, when you would get into that place of Samadhi, I didn't know what that was back then. I was like, this is amazing. I need more of this. And so I was hopping around to the different yoga studios, trying to find the one that was the right um, mix for me. But at the end of the day, what I think what it was helping me do was to find that balance between the phase of life that I was in. I think I also started around the same time as you Mm -hmm. of really just trying to find like, how can I find balance with the stress of, of life? Mm -hmm. Um, stressors, different types of stressors. And how can I take this part, this, this feeling, this blissful feeling that I get at the end of the classes into every other part of my life as well. And so I think yoga has been a huge part. It was that portal for me that opened up the door to so many other different modalities, but also is provided. It's been like the steady thing in the background to bring me back into balance as well. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I think that as a yoga teacher now, it's always important for me and my practices to address the emotional benefits of yoga. And I sometimes get a little snobby and I'm like, I don't want to just go like teach a class for exercise, but I have to remember that everyone is coming into yoga for different reasons, but the end, the end stays the same, whether you're coming in for, um, like stress or to get fit um it's an entrance to like a really powerful practice and so I'm trying not to disregard offerings that are like very much like power yoga because those people will come in and they'll start to build like an athletic practice but 
the emotional component is still there. And then, and I think eventually just like you and I, whether you're coming in for stress or for fitness, you end up coming to the real, like the center, the heart of what it can do for you in your life. Um, and so it's an important entry point wherever you are. It's, and yeah, it, it it's, I can't imagine a life without it now. I mean, I, I have to, it's important. I need it every single day to be a better mom and just to like get through life. It's that, um, that release that's so powerful. So hand the reins over to you to guide us through a short practice of your choice. So find a comfortable seat <laughs> and that, that can mean that you're sitting against the wall. That can mean you're sitting on an object to lift your body up a bit and lengthen your spine. You may just be at a desk. As long as you feel like you can sit up nice and tall and feel comfortable without any pain, then you're in the right place. And I would say, just begin to close your eyes. And I really like to feel the breath because we know that it's flowing through us, but sometimes it's really reassuring to be able to feel the body breathing. And so let's start by taking your hands to your rib cage and let your hands come to the very side of your body so that four fingers are wrapping around the front and maybe your thumbs are in the back. And as you inhale, feel the rib cage expand. And as you exhale, let it release. And just continue here, breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. And for some of us, especially if you're in a very anxious moment, it's very, very hard to just find a relaxed breath. Our shoulders might be coming up towards our ears, or it may feel like you're struggling for the depth of your breath. And so I would just say that when you're in that moment to just think about expanding the rib cage, don't think of anything else. And do about three more of those breaths. And then take a moment to just notice the change that you feel. And it may be in your chest. It may be just in your mind. It may be your entire body because just a few breaths in calm allows your nervous system to regulate a bit better. And that change you feel ripple effects through everything within you. And so having just that simple breath where you're able to feel the body expand, where you're able to feel the impact of your breathing with your hands, is an incredible tool because it allows you to focus on the movement of the breath while you're doing it. And so I'm going to ask you to shift positions to do another powerful breath, which I love. And I come to this in a very anxious moments. And so I will actually ask you to lay down on the ground on your belly. And once you're there, I would like for you to stack one forearm on top of the other. It doesn't matter which one, but allow them to truly be stacked so that one palm is on 
So your, your hands are in contact with the opposite elbow and your belly down on the ground and allow your forehead to come down to your arms. And now allow your feet to come out to a little more than hip width distance apart. So if you are on a yoga mat, they come out to the edges of your yoga mat. And then from there, let your ankles fall out to the side and let your toes turn just slightly inward so that you have an inward rotation to your thighs. And in this position, all I ask for you to do is breathe your breath into your belly. And so as you take a deep inhale in, allow your belly to expand down into the ground or into the mat, wherever you may be laying, and feel the strength of your breath. So just like we were doing seated, you have the ability to actually feel the impact of each breath the strength of it. And in this case, you're feeling the strength of your diaphragm. So feel that pressure on your forehead because your head is truly releasing and not your neck is not holding it up and in place. And feel the pressure of the belly move into the ground. And as you do that, you may notice that your, your lower back will rise and fall as well because the strength of your breath is so strong that it is moving your body, it's moving your torso. And let's breathe here for about 10 breaths. As you move through these last five breaths, I'd just like you to be aware of how you're feeling in this space. This is a pose that often feels very safe. Your face is downward, it's being surrounded by your arms. It's a place where you can really come into yourself, you can feel. And you can do it without feeling like you're, you're vulnerably exposed. You're just very much in yourself here. Let's find about three more breaths. And then when you're ready, you can begin to lift your head up off of your hands and lift your body up off of the ground and just come back to a seat. And again, feel the impact of that breath, even for just a short period of time. Notice the change in your body, the change in your nervous system. If you practice this particular breath, when you are feeling very anxious, when your body is in fight or flight, when you feel like your heart might be fluttering, or it's difficult to take a deep breath, the you should, after a period of time, doing this breath, feel a lot more settled, begin to feel that flutter go away and begin to feel the ease of your breath again. Because it's regulating you. 
And so those are, those are my two little secrets um, for breathing through anxiety. One very simple that you can just do, say, if you're at work seated, and then another one that you can really come to in a moment when you need it. Thank you so much for that practice. It was super relaxing and a nice change to do the breath on your belly so that you can feel your own strength of how you are bringing that life force energy in. I really like that one. I think that's, um, that's another one that's like very science-based that I learned when I was at the Himalayan Institute because they um, have been able to see a direct correlation between the strength of your diaphragm and your resilience and, mm. and like through, well, through anxiety or through when you're kind of in that fight or flight. Um, and so I, I like that one. Not everyone likes it because it feels a little bit like if you're claustrophobic, it feels kind of like you're, you're really in there, but it makes me feel safe. So, yeah. Thank you for joining us today and how can people find you where um, where should they go so please um follow clarksburg yoga on instagram facebook you can go to our website as well that's where all of our fun events are we have a lot of good stuff coming up for fall and then um i am on instagram at ariana camprad and my website is arianacamprad.com so you can find me any of those places. All right. I'll be sure to include that in the show notes so that people can easily find not only Clarksburg yoga, but also your information. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week. Join me for next week's episode where we have Nicolette Guillen, who is a magical muhead and actually used to host a room on Clubhouse called Magical Muhead Mornings. And um, it's an amazing conversation. We cover so many different topics. And at the end of that episode, she actually leads us all through EFT tapping. And so there's going to be a video that's going to show you how to do the tapping so that you can follow along at the end. But I know you guys are going to love that episode because I absolutely loved recording it with her. So every week when I release this episode and release my newsletter out to the list, there is a special section that is all about featured practitioners that have been on the vibrational shift podcast. And so go get on the list. You're not going to want to miss these special deals that the different episode guests have been sharing. Um, we have Maricela who was on here a few weeks ago. She has a special deal running right now. 
Yvonne Hernandez from Decide Balance, who is offering a special Reiki um, promotion right now. And other guests will also be adding their promos and deals as well. So if you're not already, go over, subscribe. And until next week, bye.